Did your friend offer you a pick-me-up pill? If you take medication that didn't come from a pharmacy, it's important to test it for fentanyl. Fentanyl can be hiding anywhere. Pick up a test strip at your local pharmacy today and protect yourself from hidden fentanyl. And welcome to the Jason E. Jones and Chris Allen, and here we are, podcast. Time for the Jason E. Jones podcast and the Chris Allen. Those are my men. <laughs> he messed up the first intro. The Jason E. Jones and Chris Allen. How... And here we are, podcast. There we go. You know, and here we are, podcast. And here we are, buddy. Podcast. Oh man. See, I'm 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 Michael Jackson. He's Jermaine. I'm, so, and I'm so leaving that in. By the way, the fact that we flubbed the name the first time—that <laughs> is, that's that's a part of it now, forever. Chris, do you know who Brett Favre is? Brett Favre is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. He is. And He's he, got a lot of statistics. It, well, he was a great football player. It just turns out he might not be the best person on the planet. Well, he got a lot of numbers. There's a lot of numbers out there. You know. My thing about Brett Favre is he should have been shunned as a pole for what he did with his penis back in the day. All right. Do you remember well, that wonderful scandal he was involved in? Oh, I remember. Hey, listen, man. That's the thing, too, is I'm not going to I'm not going to condemn people for what they do in their personal lives. I understand. We don't know the whole situation there, but. Well, we do. He sent unsolicited pictures of his junk to people who didn't want it. Right. That's what they say. So I'll put it this way. Well, I I say that's fine. I understand, but you never know. You never know what the truth is on that. But yeah, you you have a point there to a degree. I'm I'm gonna go a different route. So I don't believe. In everything that obviously that I hear, so uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that one I actually believe, and I'll explain why, and then we'll move on to his new scandal. Um, they she actually released all the text messages, and like it was a perfectly normal conversation, and then suddenly penis, suddenly penis, <laughs> which sounds like a movie. Really does. Suddenly penis. Suddenly penis. Like <laughs> you're like, oh, I'm Brett Favre penis. But so that's hey, what would you like to watch two movies tonight, Forrest Hump and Suddenly Penis? <laughs> you know, I don't want to watch either one of those movies, but it, I can see those titles. Um and with what's come out now with what he's done, just shows me like what kind of person Brett Favre is? Because he, he always, like, he had all those Wrangler commercials where he tried to present himself as the American guy. I'm I'm here for the people. You can right. trust me. Apparently, he can he trust you to rob welfare from the poorest state in the country. I, I uh, yeah. I, that, well, what I'm reading here is the New York Times and, it says uh, uh, the website for Brett Forrest Foundation describes a mission for the charitable organization, the Hall of Fame quarterback founded in 1995, providing financial aid to groups that provide services to the underdeserved and disabled children in Mississippi and Wisconsin. The stated aim 
this stated aim stands in contrast to what Favre has been accused of in his home state, playing a role in the misappropriation of $8 million in public funds intended for welfare recipients. Yeah. So let's, you grew up in Tennessee. I mean, hell, you're in Kentucky. It's not like it's that much of a difference in, in overall lifestyle, maybe up towards like Cincinnati and towards Indiana, but overall Kentucky's a poor state too, to a degree. Oh yeah. Um, think about this for a minute, $8 million. So I'm obviously horrible at math. I mean, I am like, uh, what's the word here? I'm like Joe Biden with math is Joe. I'm, I'm with math like Joe Biden is running the country. So you're great at math. Oh, boy. Anyway, um, no, not so much. In my opinion, in my humble yeah, opinion. Yeah. But uh, no, I was just thinking of a horrible thing. Like, I'm I'm pathetic in math. I, I started in early age, blah, 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 da, da, da. I am not good at math at all. I, I try to avoid math like like the chick that tries to get you to hang out with her and she smells. So... We'll just leave it at that. But $8 million, $8 million was misappropriated. And somehow those funds went from the welfare. And again, yeah, the poorest state in the United States, mm -hmm. Mississippi, I mean, the poorest state, $8 million. Now, think about this for a minute. Most families that are on food stamps or welfare bring in probably what an average of 400 to $700 a month in food stamps, maybe. So think about how many, how many families you're probably good at math. Think about how many families that would be. I mean, that, that $8 million would affect pro probably every single family that needed welfare in, in the state. Let's just be realistic. Uh, and it's the reason he did it. That bothers me the most you know, if he had, like, taken the money and was using it for something besides welfare that was actually needed or something, maybe. But he, he, he convinced the governor or, or whoever it was to do it in the university so they could build a volleyball stadium at his daughter's college who's on the volleyball team. Oh, God. Like, come on, man. You, you yourself, Mr. Brett Favre, are worth a a hundred something million dollars like you're loaded you could have just bought the stadium yourself done a commercial and done it would have been over uh but you wanted the state to pay for it which that's fine you want the state to pay for it that's fine but it's um, worth a hundred million dollars it's worth a hundred million dollars but you're telling me that you you use the welfare fund really like there was no other place to get the money. Uh, you couldn't ask for donations. Y'all couldn't have done a car wash, something. <laughs> car I mean, wash. <laughs> car wash. Yeah, let's do. Let's do. How many car washes would that take to build a, a volley? I didn't even know they made volleyball stadiums. Uh, uh, apparently, they're not gonna. Yeah, <laughs> they got um, caught. 
Can you imagine that? Car wash, car wash, only $4,000 today to get your car washed. But you know, you say that, and, and, and I did say it as a joke, but if you actually thought about it, how much would Green Bay Packers fans and Minnesota Vikings fans pay if Brett Favre actually washed your car? It would be more definitely Green Bay fans and also Southern Miss because he's a legend there. Right. So um, if he actually did a car wash and involved himself in, was there and like meted all the people and stuff. <laughs> car. That's, that is pretty damn funny though. A car wash. I, yeah. I got proud of that one. Um, guys, yeah. Uh, do you have change for $5,000? Right? Oh yeah. Hold on. Hold on one second. Like, I think that's the part about the story though, that, that does literally bother me the most. First of all, he could have just paid for it himself. Um, I could understand. I mean, he is worth a hundred million taken out. It ended up being a grand total of 20 million. Um, so that would have been a good chunk of his net worth. So I could dig him not wanting to, to use that, but you're Brett Favre. You can generate money easily. You could have literally probably, he could probably have done a tweet asking all his NFL buddies and stuff. Hey, this school really needs this and left off the fact that his daughter was on the team. And raise the money without robbing the welfare. There was so many other ways he could have done this, but he took the easy, cheapest, crappiest way out. And now he's trying to say, well, I didn't know where it was coming from. I didn't know it was wrong. I didn't know it was illegal. But as always in today's world, the text got out and he literally, the person he was doing this with, there's text on it. Hey, we can't let anybody know where this money came from. It'll be a big scandal. That's in the text that were released. He was also, look at this. Uh, see, uh, Favre, let's see. Brett Favre earned nearly $140 million as a starting quarterback in the NFL over two decades and millions more in product endorsements. But that didn't stop the state of Mississippi from paying Favre $1.1 million in 2017 and 18 to make motivational speeches, which he never made. That's another thing. I mean, it just is worse and worse. You're supposed to be out there inspiring people with your stories, and you didn't even – you're not even making these sp- – I mean, this is just – there's no way around this. You are a scumbag. Yeah, I didn't even know about that one. Really? Yeah, he was paid $1.1 million in 2017 and 18 to make motivational speeches, speeches out of federal welfare funds intended for needy families. The Mississippi State Auditor said Favre never gave the speeches and demanded the money back with interest. Good. That's ridiculous. I mean, good that they demanded the money back, but look, all right, I like to talk. You like to talk. We Obviously, both like to talk. We run. Well, I mean, this is a podcast. We can't exactly stand here and do sign sign. I don't even do sign language. Yeah, I've um, already pissed off now the sign language people. I pissed them off. We don't know sign language. They rather us be honest and pretend. Um, besides, they can't listen. Hmm. Oh God. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Well. <laughs> anyway. But 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 oh, if you're paying me one point two million dollars to give a speech, I'm giving the speech. Like, how hard is it? Like, we want you to come talk. Cool, I'm gonna come talk. I'll say whatever you want. I'll read the script that you want. Oh, 
Oh, I'm a horrible person, man. <laughs> so he repaid. He, yeah, we're moving on. He repaid the two hundred twenty-eight thousand dollars in interest. He, excuse me. He repaid the fees, but not the two hundred twenty-eight thousand dollars in interest. The auditor also demanded. But the revelation by the auditor that seventy million in TANF welfare funds were doled out to a multi-millionaire athlete, a professional wrestler, a horse farm, and a volleyball complex are at the heart of the scandal that has rocked the nation's poor state. Yeah, like, wow. oh, man, I, I thought like, I thought like he was a decent dude, like, but. Well, when he played football, I thought he was decent because he was a great football player. But it just goes to show, like, don't just assume somebody's good in the sport and says the right thing during while they're playing that they're good people. Like, he oh, absolutely not. Just like, because you're good at a sport does not make you a good person. Like, he he faked it almost the entire time he's in the NFL, and and he made his money. Now he needs to go to jail. This is fraud. Oh, I agree. no, he needs to go to prison. Oh yeah, like like. But what's going to happen is he's going to pay back the money. He's going to chip off, you know, whatever amount it was. He's going to pay some fines. And he's going to go back to his mansion and go, well, oops. Well, let me tell you something. I was down there a year ago when I went on my little escapade to Austin. It ended up not going the way I planned. But everything happens for a reason. Uh, I go down to that area where he's from, and he is from – my brain don't even want to think about it now because it used to be uh, Kiln, Mississippi, which is down on the coast, right on that Louisiana. It's about, I don't know, it's not far off from New Orleans. And I went there to see Brett Favre and everything, and it was amazing how I asked about Brett Favre and people acted like they didn't want to talk about it. Of course you don't want to talk about it. Look what he's been doing. Right? Like, when when you're a big star like that, and the people in your hometown don't want to talk about you, that's a sign. You're oh, yeah. you're you're a dirtbag. Um, and my thing is, he has this charity. You were just mentioning it. What is this charity pulled off? Is it, is it actually doing good? Because that's what I want to know. I want a full investigation into his charity. I want a full investigation into all of his money and finance and everything he's if anything he's claiming he's done. I want them to go at this guy full bore. I well, how in the hell does does a does government funds get involved into creating and building a volleyball stadium and and other things? I just don't understand it. Well, that's actually fairly normal. Uh, government funds. Government funds going towards building stadiums uh, for universities. Going towards, okay. um, you know. No, no NFL team pays for their own stadium. The city builds it. Um, I, I, you're, you're right. You're right. But I guess I'm just. It just this whole thing is just well, such a slap in the face. It is, but the, here's the, the catch with that. This is where government funds going towards it is normal. Welfare funds going towards it is not. There's generally uh, a vote or like a separate tax or money they've set aside for it, like money voted for, appropriated just for this reason, right? It's not, oh, well, we're going to go rob the poor people to build a stadium for some people who will never go to the stadium because they're poor. 
Right. Like that, that's that's where this thing comes with. It's not so much that they were using government money; it's the government money they used. And Brett Favre initially saying, "Well, he didn't know the money was coming from the welfare." When it turns out, he did know. And had it been a state like California or a mm-hmm. state like uh, Maine or say Florida, where there isn't, they're not the poorest states, you know. Maybe it wouldn't have been such a big stink, big stink about it. Um, they would have just swept it more on the rug. But the fact that he did this literally to the poorest state, the state that has the most struggle, um, is is where the, the, the lot of it comes in. But my thought process with that is if anybody in any state is taking welfare money for a luxury item, I don't care what the luxury item is, if it's a stadium, if it's, you know, a pretty new government building. If it's it's something that we don't really need, the welfare money should go strictly to welfare projects, welfare well, people, listen, food banks. Listen, listen to this. So I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called The Best That Never Was, Marcus Dupree. Marcus Dupree is arguably one of the most talented running backs, athletes in the history of the United States. He set records and did things that were incredible. And went to Oklahoma and it just and then got involved with the wrong kind of people and this and that. He's involved in this. Him and former wrestler Ted DiBiase is involved in this. They were given, let's see, at least three million went to Ted DiBiase, a retired professional wrestler. Marcus Dupree, a former college football star, also received three hundred and seventy thousand dollars in welfare funds, which prosecutors say partly went to fund his horse ranch. Paul Lacoste, who is current governor's athletic trainer, was paid $300,000 in welfare funds to run a fitness boot camp for legislators. What? A fitness boot camp for legislators? Wow. Yeah, like whoever's in charge of this fund, like the, the government people who are in charge of this. Mississippi is jacked up. Like, yeah, it's it's just, and so this whole, like, Brett Favre's to blame, Ted DiBiase, the other guy, they're all to blame, but the person signing the checks still had to sign the checks. That's a government person. Oh, yeah, there's there's such a paper trail here with how many people that are involved in this, and they all should be going to prison. Every one of them. And now it comes down to who's going to go to the prison for the longest, and it'll probably be the government person, which, honestly... You know what? If me and you walk into a government building like, hey, you should give us a hundred million dollars to fund our podcast and they laugh us out of the building. We didn't actually do anything wrong but ask. Yeah. But if they signed us a check from oh yeah, here's a hundred million dollars from the welfare fund, go build your podcast. Well, we're gonna get trouble at that point for taking the money, but they should be more trouble for going, Well, yeah, here, take the money. Well, the sad part about it is the fact that they tried to do this quietly, reach out to Favre and I guess reach out to DiBiase, uh, Dupree, and Lacoste and try to do this privately. And I guess they all, from what I understand, especially Brett Favre, I, let's just work on Brett Favre here. Brett Favre said absolutely not. So he repaid what he what borrowed, but they said that the auditor said there was $228,000 in interest and he refused to pay that. That was a separate thing. I mean, the fact that he did this, the fact that, that he would do this 
and um, uh, somebody that's worth let's be honest here so if he's worth a hundred million dollars that is all of his that's all of his assets that's his home that's everything so he's probably what would you say oh hell i'm not even gonna go there he's god he's worth millions and millions of dollars yeah. tens of millions of dollars a hundred million dollars but the fact that he did this is just such a such a slap in the face and what it makes me do now is it makes me go, I can't look at him the same. No. You, you just can't. You don't look at the the Monday night football. And you know how big of a sports fan I am. The Monday night football game when his dad had just passed away and he goes out there in front of the country and plays one of the best games of his life. It just changes everything. It changes Billy Bob Thornton's uh, documentary about him, talking about him talking about a kid from Kill, Mississippi. You know what? He's no longer these things because now he is connected to this. Oh, yeah. This is such a such a, a black mark on – it's beyond a black mark on who he is and his legacy. Okay. I mean, if you're a Packers fan, how can you look at this guy the same? And, and you know, the bad part is, is they will. It, it, it's, it's, you're right. It's one of the disgusting things in sports like – I don't do it, um, and I, I'm, I know you probably don't either. Uh, it, it, it's where they hero worship so much that it doesn't matter. As long as it's good for their team, they don't care. Um, I'm, I'm disgusted with the Browns right now for the deal they gave Deshaun Watson. Oh, well. Like, here, I got you. And as a Browns fan, it's funny you bring that up is that that like i watched them play today and as far as getting to talking about football i mean they 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 have a bad defense they have a quarterback that's a backup quarterback they lost today yeah i mean they they it was like the worst deal ever they gave up how many first round draft picks and this is on the athletic sports side of things yeah but yeah, I mean, how can you, it's hard to be a woman. It's hard to be a woman. It's hard to look at women and, and respect them and show them respect when you're supporting something like this. Yeah. I mean, and this is where I'm at with this kind of thing where I, I, w- I won't say I wouldn't quit watching football, but I'm a giant Tennessee Titans fan. I've been a Tennessee Titans fan since the day the Tennessee Titans moved into Nashville and became Tennessee Titans. They were the Oilers for the first year. I was fans when they were Oilers, but then changed them to a big fan. I've got $1,000 worth of jerseys. I've got a couple hundred dollars worth of hats. I have gone to several games. Mm-hmm. If Tennessee signed a person like Brett Favre or Deshaun Watson or um, what was the other one that went crazy here recently, Antonio Brown, and brought that kind of person onto the team, I would still watch football, but I wouldn't watch any more Tennessee Titan games as long as that same regime was in charge, the people who brought that person into the game. I want my team to have a certain level of integrity, and I think everything because of this, Brett Favre has done is now completely tainted. The Super Bowl wins everything. It's done. There should be a plaque next to his his, his bust in the Hall of Fame saying what a scumbag he is. Um. 
And I, I, I don't know how – once Deshaun Watson plays, I don't know how anybody watches the Browns game as a Browns fan and cheers for him. Anything he does for the rest of his career is tainted. If he does well, well to make it – as a Browns fan, it is tough. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, well, I, I I know people who who are perfectly okay with it. They're like, it's gonna make us a winner. I'm like, at what cost? No, I'm not perfectly okay with well, it. No, not I'm you. Even... I'd say I know some people no, who I'm are. I'm just saying I'm not perfectly okay with it. Yeah, like, and I'm just like, that's not okay. Just like everything Michael Vick done should be tainted. You know, people give Tom Brady a hard time, and by all means, I hate Tom Brady, but. The worst thing he ever did was supposedly delete, deflate some footballs, and he gets more crap than these people do. Yeah. Like, come on. Football fans sometimes, like, so there's going to be people who are Green Bay fans are going to be like, yeah, Brett Favre's still the greatest quarterback of all time. And he's not. He he may have been a great football player, but he is not a great person. He he, he There should be a no, special wing in the Hall of Fame for scumbags. Legacy. Well, yeah, and and O.J. Simpson would be there. I mean, Marvin Harrison, for God's sakes, shot and killed somebody, and it was covered up. I mean, it was. Now, if I recall that story correctly, wasn't it in self-defense? Did your friend offer you a pick-me-up pill? If you take medication that didn't come from a pharmacy, it's important to test it for fentanyl. Fentanyl can be hiding anywhere. Pick up a test strip at your local pharmacy today and protect yourself from hidden fentanyl. Are you looking for something a little different from all the other comedy podcasts you listen to? Something that sounds like a 90s sitcom on TV, but it's not set in the 90s and it's not on TV? Popcorn for Dinner is an audio sitcom that was not recorded in front of a live studio audience, but it certainly sounds like it was. Thank God we worked that out. The best sitcom right now isn't on TV. It's in your ears. Popcorn for dinner. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, not that I'm aware of. No, okay. Am I thinking of somebody else? Because I know and there's another player. You may be right from what I remember, though. I, yeah. Well, there's been a couple NFL players involved in shooting, and I remember one guy, they literally ended up dismissing the entire case because it was uh, determined the other guy was shooting at him first at some bar. So I, I might be confusing stories. I'm not perfect. Well, what, what allegedly allegedly and again the truth is we don't really know anything i mean who knows if if we could play if we could ask god or whoever whatever you believe in if you could go to god or go to a genie or whatever and ask them to show you what's really going on in this world we would fall over and and throw up because we'd probably have a heart attack because we we don't see what really is happening. We we go by we and you know the more and more I talk about it, the more and more I I believe I'm more in the middle of the middle of the road. No pun intended for the name of our of our of our show that we had, but it's it's just amazing that there's just so much going on as human beings that people do and we have no clue what they're doing oh yeah none and and we can try to change and 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 try to do better but i disagree with one thing you just said honestly if they showed me everything that's actually going on in the world right now i wouldn't fall over and vomit i probably wouldn't even be shocked to be go uh-huh so it's a little worse than i thought but i kind of i kind of expected that like, well, I'm so jaded at this point. I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah. That's- I'm with you, too. I'm completely with you. 
Uh, I do want to talk about in 2009, Marvin Harrison, I got this off of Bleacher Report. Take that for what it is. Each, I know each uh, article that's written by a, uh, a platform, I guess you would say, Bleacher Report or whatever. But um, Marvin Harrison was involved in two separate altercations with a known drug dealer in Philadelphia because the former Indianapolis Colts receiver wouldn't allow him into the sports bar that he owned. Later that day, Dwight Dixon was shot multiple times by a gun owned by Marvin Harrison. A lack of evidence disabled the ability of the DA to press charges. Less than four months later, Dixon was shot and killed blocks away from a car that was owned by Harrison. I mean... Marvin Harrison is a Hall of Famer. Right. There there you go. And then uh, my beloved University of Tennessee, Leonard Little. Uh, uh, people will not like this, but this is the podcast, and we're getting into Brett Favre. Blue uh, opened up. He he made the cake, and, and now we're going to eat on the cake, and we're going to get into, I mean, the University of Tennessee, Leonard Little. I mean, it is well known what Leonard Little did, especially to people my age and our age. Uh, Little crashed his car into Susan Gutweiler, killing her immediately. He was sentenced to four years probation and a thousand hours community service. Now, if that had been anybody else, do you think they would have got the same thing? No, heck no, no. Six years later, Little was arrested on suspicion of driving drunk after he failed multiple sobriety tests. He later admitted drinking and was sentenced to two years probation. Now, I'm not – listen, the thing about this podcast is we're just on here to talk about stuff. Now, I understand. I'm a huge, beyond huge Tennessee fan. But when the truth is the truth, you can't get around it. I know a lot of VFLs would be pissed off at me to hear me talking like this, but this is the truth. He took somebody's life and he got four years of probation and a thousand hours of community service. Yeah, no, that's crazy. And like, because anybody else would have been charged with, especially being drunk, uh, a vehicle homicide, it'd be doing 10 yes. years. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, uh, it just on and on. I mean, Ray Lewis. There was a lot of people that are younger don't know about this deal where Ray Lewis was involved. He was involved in a in a crime and a murder. So, I I mean, the thing about it is, and I wasn't there, and Ray Lewis, he was he was found not guilty. Yeah, but, but the thing about Ray Lewis, and and he actually went to trial and was found not guilty in a trial, and he they went at him pretty hard. They. The, the the area he was in, they actually really tried hard. He didn't get special. The jury found him not guilty. Um, and they tried really hard to make sure that he, uh, the, the prosecutors, they tried to get a, a non-biased jury. So I'm not saying I'm giving him a pass, but he actually, they tried really hard to get him. And they there wasn't enough evidence. So I don't think he got any special treatment because, like, the stuff with Marvin Harrison, that didn't even go to trial. Right. No, it, it didn't. No, you're right. You know, uh, literally went to trial, and he got off. He got found guilty, but got nothing sentenced. Ray Lewis, I give him a little more leeway because they went to him. Th- them prosecutors, they, at that point, really wanted to bust a football player for some reason. They were going hard in the paint, and they they uh, they, they couldn't do it. 
There wasn't enough evidence. So I'm not saying he's innocent. I'm just saying he didn't get Ray Lewis didn't get the pass that some of these other people get. That I think Brett Favre's going to end up getting because that's what's going to happen. Brett Favre's going to be a fine, and this is going to be over. My my point is this: is our biggest heroes sometimes are not the greatest people. That's my point. Yes. My point is that people that we look up to and we admire, I mean, hell, let's take a look at the mid-90s Nebraska Cornhuskers, all the the incidents involved in that team with with rape and, and sexual assault and all kinds of stuff. And the, the community and the university just turned a blind eye to it. They just turned a blind eye to it because it was going after something they loved. And that is the thing about it is, do you want to see justice or do you want to turn your head and continue to worship something that we worship? No, and, and that's why I started to say, like, if Tennessee was assigned any kind of player like that, like, I'd be out. Like, uh, there's that punter this year. Who got signed out of a university, and I'm not—I don't know his name, and I can't remember the team. But it it came out that he was involved. Possibly, they're still investigating. So I'm gonna say possibly because there's investigating, and they'd use a really high round draft pick on him. And as soon as the team found out that he was involved in this, they cut him. He's not playing in the NFL because they're saying he might be involved in a gang rape. And I'm like, not good. No. And so. Some teams are actually getting better about this now, and hopefully, as a society, we can get better about this. Because hero worship is all well and good, but once your hero falls, let him fall. Get a new hero. Look up to somebody better. There is plenty of great players in every single sports to look up to, I mean, besides the Well, has there been two greater examples than Michael Vick and O.J. Simpson? I mean, people aren't aware, again, that are younger. O.J. Simpson was the Tom Brady before he did what he did. He couldn't do wrong. He was on. He he was a uh, an announcer. He did he did color. He was a color analyst on NBC. He, he did was movies. In movies. Yeah, not he good movies, TV but movies. Shows. Well, I'm uh, Nike Gun's pretty good. I think it is, for what it is, it's not it's not uh, Gone with the Wind, but. I mean, it's it was a funny movie. Yeah. I mean, he was a part of, he did so many things. He did he did commercials. I mean, he was America's sweetheart. And then what happened with him? And to this day, let's be honest, folks. I mean, if the gloves don't fit, you must acquit. That is the biggest bunch of garbage ever. And there is no way in the world that that man did not commit that that murder. Yeah. I mean, it, it is what it is. And then switching around to Michael Vick. Michael Vick was arguably, I mean, he wasn't on a level of Michael Jordan, but he was Michael Vick. Everybody had a Michael Vick jersey to a degree. Right. He was Superman on the football field. And then he goes in and becomes involved with something that he shouldn't have been involved with, which was illegal dog fighting. Yes. And killing dogs inhumanely and all this stuff. Well, the minute you get into dog fighting, there's there's no no humane way. There's nothing like that. That that was a mess. And you know what? He got what he deserved too. Um, He got the appropriate sentence. And and then he came back. He did his time and came back. And he did. 
and was never as good as he was because he lost his best years. Well, and he actually he did pretty good for a couple of teams with the Eagles. He had a playoff run, and I mean he was he was still Michael Vick, but who knows what he could have been if he doesn't go through that. Oh yeah, he would have been. Um, I don't think he makes the Hall of Fame now. You know, I, no, I don't think he has the numbers for the Hall of Fame. So, like, and had that not happened, I honestly feel oh, like. Yeah. I mean, he'd have been a first ballot Hall of Famer just like that. Yeah, like, but he didn't. He messed up. And I like that he got the, the, the sentence that he should have. Uh, and people get money and they lose their minds. But, uh, and Michael Vick got money and lost his mind, but. Well, they talk about Michael Vick because apparently he grew up dogfighting. It was like it was just something he always did, and I'm just like, yeah, it's a horrible thing. You should not do that. Why? No, it is. It is, and I mean, it changed people's look at him, his their outlook at who he was and what kind of person he was, and and that's my entire point of this. And also, let's not leave out Lawrence Taylor. His substance abuse issues, and then having a sixteen-year-old prostitute in his hotel room. Yeah, I mean, it just gets worse and worse and worse. And like, and Lawrence Hill, even after that happened, was still. I mean, to this day, so famous doing movies. He was in Waterboy. He was in, uh, oh, what was that horrible movie that was, you know, Any Given Sunday? Uh, Yeah. And that was after all that happened. People forgave him and let him come back. And I don't think they should. Once you make a mistake that bad, you, you, you. It's just like Chris Brown still gets the tour. Oh, and just beat the living hell out of Rihanna. Like, come on, man. You can't do that. You know? I mean, what kind of look is that for for how people perceive how you treat women? You're you're you have a lot of people that look up to you and you do that. And I mean, I'm not saying that Everybody who listens to his stuff goes out and commits domestic violence, but it's not a good look for sure. And I want to say this, too, is we've all done stuff that we haven't got caught for. God knows. I've been in – I I mean, it is what it is. It's called life. Right. But uh, we've all made mistakes. But, I mean, the, the fact is that it, it, it's – you know, it's it's a tough thing to to do a podcast and talk about, but the fact is, though, that... I'm Sierra Bravo, and I'm the narrator of a brand new, first-of-its-kind sitcom podcast called Popcorn for Dinner. It's about dating and jobs, and there's even a laugh track. Popcorn for Dinner, a brand new sitcom available wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, I don't know. We're human beings, and we all make mistakes, but to this level what what happened and back to Brett Favre to do what he did and to affect how many people out there that he affected and how many people didn't eat because what he did. I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah. And he's a scumbag. He doesn't deserve and to refuse to pay the money back. Yeah. I mean, to refuse to pay, okay, he paid he paid the one point one million back, but he refused to pay the interest that the auditor had put on it because just because he was paying the money back doesn't mean that during that time there's interest because people need that money. Yeah. I mean, it's just short version. Wow. Um and honestly, 
can we have a vote to remove these people from the Hall of Fame? Can we just remove them from their pedestals? Like, they don't deserve it. They shouldn't well, be on there. Like, let's... The Hall says, the hall says well, all of them say uh, their actions. Now, Barry Bonds is not getting the same look, and and the others in, in baseball, their Hall of Fame, you'll never be able to figure out how the hell they decide who goes in and who doesn't. But uh yeah i mean there should be some kind of conduct and character that 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 keeps you out of the hall of fame if you commit so many kind of acts of absolute violence and all kinds of stuff so it's uh it is a very very complicated situation and again you root for somebody, you cheer for them, you fall in love with their story. The thing about being a human being is being motivated by other people that you can relate with. And how many people, I mean, did did Brett Favre grow up rich? Absolutely not. Uh, he grew up very, very, um, I guess you'd say humbly in in uh, right on the Louisiana-Mississippi line on off the ocean. So, he he busted his tail. He he had such a great story, and now you just you can't look at him the same anymore. No, I can't. You really can't. It's it's what he has done has made it impossible to look at him the same way, and he's got to pay that price. And yeah, I mean, there's there's just nothing good to say about Brett Favre anymore. Like there's there's nothing. And I wasn't a giant Green Bay fan to begin with, but I always respected. What he did, it, it was always fun to cheer for him. Just like, you know, last year was fun to cheer for Cincinnati and for, yeah. for Matthew Stafford. Uh, yeah. But if something like this came up about either one of them, I'd be like, oh, well, huh? no. They should all be fired if they're still active players and not allowed to come back. And legacy is destroyed. And I don't think anybody that's not a diehard Green Bay fan is going to look back on Brett Favre and go, oh, yeah, that was a good thing. Well, it's like Superman saving a bank from being destroyed by a bomb or something and then robbing the bank. Superman wouldn't do that. Maybe Spider-Man. Well, okay, I'm sorry. Maybe Spider-Man. Spider <laughs> Isn't that a shot at Spider-Man? It was a shot at Spider-Man, but hey, he's good at shooting web, so he can take it. All right. All right. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Brett Favre's come back. That is my final statement about this at this point like i think that pretty much sums it up to brett farb rob poor people he is a scumbag well i think in the statement too is that where does your fandom go above your morals does does your does your fandom does your fanaticism for that's a good word by the way mm -hmm. your fanaticism is so big does it overwhelm your morals and the way you look at the world and how you you want people to treat you? Uh, do we forget that? Do we do we look the other way when people commit such an atrocity like what he's done and some of these other players have done? Uh, do we look the other way because what it does is it makes us question who we are as a person? Because let's be honest, even with me. My love for football is, is is unhealthy, probably. I love it so much, I don't even know how to describe it. And 
I have to look in the mirror and say to myself, you know, is my love for the sport and sports in general greater than the morals that I have as a person? And if you have to, if you have to kind of wonder about that, if it's a muddled line, then you're, you're really, you're very confused as a person. Yeah. And, that's the beauty of it. Like I said earlier, like Tennessee signed a player like this, it was not even a question for me. I would no longer be a fan. I, Talking I, about Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Um, or if, like, some reason they want to hire Brett Favre as a coach. Like, I'm done. Nope. You, I, I can say that. And, and it would be hard for me because, like I said, you know, God, that's Tennessee Titans at this point it's been since I was 17 years old, and we won't discuss how old I am now. So – it would be it would be a big change in my life, but I couldn't do it. I could not cheer for a team. I like when once the Watson plays. I don't know how anybody cheers for the Browns. I don't. Scumbag. Right. Uh, and I can understand like, you know, once he leaves, coming back as a fan. Once they remedy that situation, I can understand that. But anybody who wants to be a fan of them right now, I don't understand. And I'm not trying to be a dig on you because I realize you're a giant Browns fan being from that state at one point. Um, but it's it's just a mess. And the people who are running these teams need to need to look at what they're doing to their fan base because you can't tell me the Browns didn't lose a ton of fans because of this. I You know what, though? Honestly, oh, being in that fan base, I don't know if they really did, to be honest with you. Uh, there had to be some people. I, I, can't, well, I'm not I mean, say. there's always some people, but I'm saying is I think a majority of the fans have, have stuck, have stuck with them. I, I honestly, like side topic here. I don't know how anybody be happy with, with, with them, what they did to Mayfield. Like Mayfield gave you guys the best years you've had in forever and played an entire season hurt just to try to make it even better. And then they did that to him? Well, I had inside sources, too, that I'm not going to give out. But he he was a complete drama queen. He was a big problem in the locker room. Okay, but they still could have a little bit better, treated him a little better for the what he did for them. Like, Well, when you come out and you're on social media like everybody is now to a degree, you come out there and you, you give an ultimatum to your – to your team that you better trade me than, I mean, these days it's all about face. It's all about Facebook. It's all about Instagram, Twitter, and you go out there and you put your, your team on blast and you give them, you tell them that you want to be traded. I mean, a lot of people can't, can't overlook that. Yeah. And, and that's what happened. So, uh... Well, with that being said, and here we are. And here we are. Uh, podcast is uh, is off and running, and I think I think we really I think this was a great conversation. And again, I am definitely this is a podcast. We're just talking about situations. I, it, it might have come out the wrong way when I mentioned Ray Lewis. Nah. I'm just saying is involved in. And it probably, again, I might have not thought about it because I'm, I'm looking down and reading. But 
no, I'm not saying Ray Lewis is guilty, but you're involved in kind of situations like this. And you see a lot of people late at night at clubs and things. And I was a bouncer in Nashville back in the day. You're at clubs and there's nothing good that can really happen after a certain time of night. It's just the truth. Yes, it is. So, <sighs> With that being said, thanks everybody for listening. Remember, check out all the episodes, all the podcasts. Chris is going to be putting up more and more of his reviews. Uh, I guess that's what you would call it. <laughs> I, you know what? That was a good movie. I love Thor and Love and Thunder. And I'm going to be watching Hocus Pocus 2. We'll be talking about that one next weekend. Okay. Well, there you go. And he's going to have more and more stuff going on. Remember, folks, we're now on Audible. We're on Amazon. Are they the same? Uh, Pretty much. Okay. Well, we're on Audible, Amazon. <laughs> we're on Spotify, Apple, Google. Every platform that is used in podcast, we are there. Unless it's like North Korea or Afghanistan, we are not connected to them but uh, i don't know we might be at this point you know in north korea you can basically say uh hello <laughs> hello great leader bad america that's about all you can really say there so your podcasts in north korea aren't very long unless you're talking about over and over about how great the leader is the I great mean, leader do you know why he doesn't golf right why because the first time he golfed when he was nine, he hit 18 holes in one and didn't find it challenging anymore. Oh, my God. That's actually what they put out, by the way. That's an official Korean, North Korean story. That's that's real. That is not propaganda. That is the truth. Uh, that's what they tell right, everybody. Man. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. You'll hear more of that. And more from me, Jason E. Jones, and Chris Allen. And this is our first episode of And Here We Are on the Jason E. Jones podcast. We'll see you next time. Have a great day, morning, noon, night, whatever, and go USA. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed the show wherever you're listening to this show. Uh, if you're listening to the Chris Allen Show, awesome. If you're listening to the Jason E. Jones Show, even better. Um, we look forward to bringing you more contact. And if you want to help us out with that, you can hit us up at www.patreon.com slash worst jokes and help fund the show. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can reach out to us at, at cman234 at twitter. At twitter. Twitter at CMA234 at Twitter. Um, you can find uh, on Facebook the Chris Allen podcast. You can find uh, Jason on Facebook, um, the Jason E. Jones podcast. Um, you can also find him on Twitter too. Just search for the Jason E. Jones podcast and you'll find him. We're all there. We're all here for you. If you want to reach out to us, you can reach out to an email at uh, asktheangryninja at gmail.com. Um, you want to be on the show? Reach out. Hit us up. We'll get you on the show. Interview. You want to come tell a joke? Tell a joke. We're all here. If you have an outrageous story, I'd love to hear it. We'll put that up, too. So just let us know. And if you have anything you want to hear, let us know. Twitter is the best way just to let you know. So everybody have a wonderful, wonderful day. Talk to you later. Bye.